Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemist Club. Uh, I'm Joe. I'll be your DM for this uh, little adventure. Uh, joining me in the Discord chat are... This is Daniel. I play Chad. Kahal. I'm playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I'm playing Thalrock. Matt, and I'm playing Leolin. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarjax. Last time, the party did some walking, met a strange woman, and went to school. And Gregor the Lesser goes over to... There's the filing cabinet that's up against the wall, and he pulls out the bottom drawer and to about three feet, and then he steps up into the filing cabinet and kind of goes downstairs. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you hear some papers rustling, some mumbling, like he's talking to himself. Uh, and then he comes back up a- about two minutes later with a stack of papers, and he shuffles through them. And... Yes, uh, so it was Jenkins, 15 years ago, published a, a paper about a puzzle box very similar to this one, you see. And he holds it up, and there's like a printout of a scholarly journal. Uh, except it's obviously not a printout, it's just written on paper. Right. With a schematic of... of like a perfect cube that looks almost identical to the one uh, that you guys have, mm-hmm. uh, except that the runes on it are in Dwarven rather than Draconic. How peculiar. Sorry, what? How peculiar. And this, uh, oh. this Jenkins, do you know if he's still um, about here in the Hall of Mysteries, or perhaps he's uh, moved to a nearby township where we might be able to contact him? Oh, no, he he lives in the mountain. He's oh. a Dwarven scholar. I see. And... Uh, what uh, what sort of findings did he have on this this box? The significance. Well, uh, according to the paper, he had a grad student try to figure it out, and his prevailing <laughs> theory was uh, something to do with the way that the the uh, letters on it were distributed. And after four years of just trying to force it, uh, they eventually discovered <laughs> that you can rearrange the letters on the cube to form a particular sentence or phrase or uh, something with meaning to it uh, on the surface of the box. And when that has been achieved, the box will open and reveal its contents. And so Jenkins was successful in opening this box? He was, and he flips a couple of pages over to show the box. The top has just kind of slid out because revealing uh, like a large gem held in the center of it. Oh, splendid. Hmm. What was so the gem? Yeah, this gem. What What kind of... Oh, it was some ancient burial gift from one of the old kings. I don't know how it came... I think he won it in, in some sort of contest when he was out drinking one night. I don't know, it, was a, it was a strange find for him. I see. Hmm. So how did they, uh, how did they actually move the, the letters around? Because this one doesn't seem to move anything at all. Interesting. Well, when they did it, they they simply touched the letters, saying them out loud as they did so, and then touching a second to its swap places. Oh. So it sounds so like we need the name of the word can, We need someone who can read draconic. Well, yeah, I can. It's just it's just letters. Did they don't? Hmm. I'll uh, I'll have to look into this thing because I can I can read it. I just. I don't know what it'd be trying to say. It's a word scramble, right? Something well, like fortunately, <clears throat> after after Jenkins' uh, poor graduate student, who I believe eventually quit grad school to become a brewmaster. Uh, <laughs> ah, yes, a common fate. 
after after his graduate work, one of the one of the older scholars in Jenkins' employ uh, devised a, a magical system of kind of forcing these sorts of passcodes. It only it only works on dwarven. We might have to tinker with the spell a bit to get it to work for uh, draconic, particularly an older dialect like this one. But in theory, we should be able to we should be able to accomplish something similar in a fraction of the time. So what kind of what kind of timetable are we looking at? I would have to consult with my colleagues over in linguistics. Um, want us to come back? Maybe give you an hour. Mm, that should be fine. It won't take too long to communicate with them. The thrust of it is going to be trying to decide who's going to take credit for authorship when when we've eventually uncovered what's inside here. Of course, of course. Oh well, I and I I stand and I uh, bow to him and I I I do the Juxian bow, but I do it in a way that suggests that I am a foreigner who has seen the bow and assume it's something you do. So I I, I replicate it imperfectly. Make a performance check. Absolutely, I get advantage on those while I'm pretending to be someone else. Uh, that is going to be a sixteen. Uh, he smiles and returns the bow in such a way that suggests that he is a scholar who has lived in Jux for most of his life doing research in the Hall of Mysteries. Lovely. The Juxian <laughs> bow is a very subtle and delicate thing. It's a delicate art. Thank you. Ah, and uh, yeah, so uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, truly, you have provided us uh, an illumination through this dark and strange mystery. I look forward to uh, hearing what is next on this. This great unraveling. Yeah, but before we go, can I see that uh, the research paper real fast? Oh, certainly. Uh, you can have this. Actually, I have. I have oh, copies. Cool. Oh, magnificent! I start, start flipping through it, and I look at the header. What's EBSCO host? <laughs> Goddamn! I pocket, I pocket the paper in my uh, my traveling bag. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> no, no, no. I, you've misread that. It's the crow which ebbs. The ebbs oh, crow. Ebbs crow. Yeah. I see. Ebbs crow host. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, it's how they circulate the papers. They have these fleet of ensorcelled crows. Hmm. Makes sense. I don't like <laughs> no, the sound No, of it that. doesn't. <laughs> so they have bird slaves. <laughs> no, nah, I, I think they pay them in job experience. They can put it on the resume. Right. In point of fact, <laughs> Ebscrow Host has used paper crows for the last 50 years. Oh, okay. Ah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I thank him once again and inquire as to whether we're meeting him in linguistics department next or where, where should we presume to arrive? Oh, uh, just, just come back here. Jeremy, my assistant, will make sure that you get to where you need to go if the location changes from my office. Ah, yes. Excellent. So are you going to need the box, or do you mind if I hold on to it, or...? He gives it another once-over visually and says, I, I, I don't need to hold on to it. There's a fair chance that, well, if you want us to translate it using the spell, you will need to leave it with us until it's done, but sure. I don't need it now. Okay. I, I'm all for leaving it for a spell, but I'd rather not just leave it laying around, you know? That's probably wise. You wouldn't want to get scooped. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. And I think with that, we depart. Indeed. So what are we going to do to kill an hour? Well, I got to go buy a new set of clothes. 
What? Did you toss your clothes that you were wearing? No, no, no. I just, you know. So when I got. Wait, wait, we're coming back. We're coming back here, right? Yeah. Why would you need new clothes? I'm not coming back here in a different alias. I just, I need to accrue aliases. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Vimish Rinwind is great for the Hall of Mysteries, but we need someone like Taro Marl if we're going to be going into the seedier suburbs. He's a traveling rug salesman. Well, we're just going job hunting, mm-hmm. right? Why would we be going to the suburbs? I don't know. I like to have contingencies. Okay, okay. <laughs> There's something that happened in the city last time you were here that you need last to tell us about. Last time I was here, I was eight. Okay. What do you think I did? Steal a balloon? Is there someone in this city, then, that might be looking for you that we I might mean, need to know about? Look, greatness attracts enemies. I can't say for sure. I'm often <laughs> spooked by, uh, by the lady in the, uh, in the wagon there. Uh, the everyone should be spooked. She was spooky. She, she was, was looking for us, and yes, she was very spooky. And if she gets us back, we're going to get vivisected. You seem very concerned about you having a disguise, but none of us. <laughs> all right. I could get all of you disguises if you want. It's just I don't have a disguise kit right now, so I can't apply them to a professional level. Why didn't you go get one? There is a Grand Bazaar right next to us. I'm a little low on cash. I, I like, a, like a good disguise kit. I, I don't know. So Joe, how much does that run? gold, maybe? Like a high-quality theater-grade disguise kit that I would need for proper disguises. A standard disguise kit is 25 gold pieces. Yeah. A high-quality, like, theater-grade disguise kit would probably run you closer to 40. Okay. And I imagine, like, a high-quality one, it's not, like, that's a wardrobe. It's not something that you can just, like, carry around. Yeah, that would use for multiple something like Yeah. Um, if you remember the the trunk of hats, yeah, yeah, like it'd be something costume. more like that. Okay, well, that is my ultimate goal then, and I, I explain this. Um, if everyone does want to disguise, and I think that would be good for just to have in case we need to dress up, or if we need to meet with someone that we're not really comfortable with them having our names, that kind of stuff. I think it'd be good to have, but that's a long term goal. I recognize that right now we just need to make some money. Well, let's let's go look for a job that's going to take roughly an hour and go do it. Let's go save some cats out of trees. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. So this mercenary thing is probably not an hour gig. Well, I mean, like it could take like an afternoon. It's not like. You oh, you're saying like, like put in a couple hours at like a lumberman or something. Sure. Or did actually do any of us know mending? Because that would yeah. be. We're no. level one. <laughs> Given the right tools and the amount of time, I could I could probably fix something. But yeah, depends on what it is. I mean, I could go work at a hospital. <laughs> okay, off the top of your head, things that you could probably do to get an hour's pay: volunteer at an inn. Well, not volunteer, but like lend your services at an inn, doing something related to your class, like preaching or helping wash tables. Any Anybody of a particular race or nationality could probably assist at their respective embassy. Mm-hmm. Merchants in the Grand Bazaar are always looking for people to like run messages. You could go work at the Temple District 
helping with like refugees or the injured, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Hmm. You could also just like pick pockets if you really wanted. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I'm just, I'm going through my list of stuff here and the only like marketable items that I have to work with right now are a deck of cards and elven smiling. No big deal. Yeah, if you wanted to go into one of the seedier districts and just like shill people, that's an option. <laughs> yeah, I no, I no, that's not quite in my comfort zone. This is Dungeons and Dragons. You can do whatever you want as long as I say so. If if I'm going to be bilking someone, it's not going to be the the poor and destitute. Well, you'd have a much harder time doing it somewhere with frequent guard patrols. For now, yes. I think um, I'm going to go to my god's temple and just, like, be rowdy and, like, bother people. <laughs> be a nuisance. <laughs> be a nuisance yep. until she gives you your allowance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that is something you can do. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Like, what, like just be, like, uh, rude to people praying and, like, oh, she's not really listening or just, you know, sighing really loud. Yeah. Blowing <laughs> air through my nose. <laughs> until you know someone asks me to leave and like I would try to like <laughs> counter what Desmond is doing <laughs> all right we, uh, we have very like different the, relationships the priest with asks me to leave and I show him my badge <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go like actually try and try and help out around the temple of Aquila okay uh, is anybody else going with them yeah I'll follow along just for the time being I'll hang out I don't have anywhere else to be Okay, yep. so you you cross the river uh, once again, taking the other bridge, the northern, more northern bridge out of the Hall of Mysteries, and uh, essentially you've managed to cut to from one side of the Grand Bazaar to the other by using these bridges. You cross into the Temple District, which has the five the five grand cathedrals. This is kind of also the the center of worship on the continent as well. Oh my. And then there's the high temple of the five in the center. And these are all these are all carved out of black marble and rose granite. So it's a very striking set of buildings. This is a much larger congregation than I was expecting. Yes. Yeah. How many poor people had to suffer for this? Uh, none, actually. Good. The, the dwarves that live in the marbled mountains nearby after... Jux drove off the Jux the second drove off the kingdom of Valdroxia. They quarried and built all of the black marble structures in the city for free out of gratitude. That seems nice. But thanks for all this water, you know, so we can live. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so you have the five grand cathedrals. You have the high temple of the five. There's a big plaza engraved in kind of a tile mosaic with the symbol of the five being a pentagram and closing a circle. And uh, the the cathedral of Aquila is there. It has the symbol of Aquila in a big stained glass circular window above the doors. It, the cathedrals are very gothic looking. Mm. Uh, and you swing in the door and it's not like a holy day or anything. So there's just like a handful of believers and a couple of clerics and clergy kind of talking to them. Yeah, I just, I just go rough, <laughs> rabble around. Just be a nuisance. Okay. I go up to uh, one of the clerics, just say, hello, I'm uh, a traveling monk from the Abbey of the Eversea. I was hoping to, to uh, help out for an afternoon, see if there's anything 
I can do the assist and maybe uh, earn a few silver or bronze copper pieces, something like that. If you've got work, well, I can do it. We have a we have a few minor tasks that we would normally reserve for acolytes. I'm afraid we don't have much in the way of actual employment here, unless you want to. No, no, that's fine. Just just something to do for an afternoon. I'm I'm going to be getting on my way soon, but I just figured if there is some way I could help, I'd I'd be of help. Okay. He hands you a mop and a bucket and uh, directs you to the the holy spring that uh, is kind of the central focus of the temple and basically just like clean up around there certainly uh, i'll give you i'll give you a gold piece uh, an hour I, I know it's kind of below your holy station crap. no no i uh, on the road anything's fine right now so that's an uh, incredible pay for a janitor well the <laughs> the clergy at the at the cathedral of aquila are well aware of the service that the monks of the Eversea provide. Yeah. And Thank for one to show up and just be like, hey, can I clean for you? Is kind of <laughs> yeah. unprecedented. That's almost cool. like it's a trap or a trick. <laughs> They've yeah. got to be really nice to him. Um, well, just a, a brief aside, Christopher, do you have, are you like an acolyte as your background or you're a sailor, right? I'm a sailor is my background, yeah. Okay. I'm the one with the acolyte background. Yeah, While right. this is happening, um, I'm going to sort of uh, cross-cobble my two disguises together into a third. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so I'm using, like, the, the robe from my Vimish disguise, but I've also got the, like, the cape from my usual outfit, but it's turned inside out. And I'm going to be just in a little bit of a seedier part of town looking, not, not just destitute, but maddened as though you know, stricken by the sun into uh the depths of insanity just a little bit not enough to draw the guards attention but i'm gonna be wandering around occasionally muttering and i'm just eavesdropping i want to get like i'm trying to pick up gossip for an hour okay we'll come back to that yeah desmond after a couple minutes of your rabble rousing a priest shows up dressed in the full aquilin like regalia mm-hmm uh, and she's got a piece of paper in her hand, and she holds it up, and is like comparing you to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she sighs and rubs her temples and um, hit, like taps you on the shoulder and says, "Could you yeah. come with me for a minute?" Oh, and having done this like you know like six or seven different times because they have the paper, I yeah. know what's up, and I'm just I just kind of like shrug my shoulders and kind of follow this person. Uh, and she takes you into the I, back room. I follow behind just to make sure. <laughs> okay. uh, so she takes you back into the the like sacristy portion. Yeah. And there's a little box uh, against the wall that has a layer of dust on it, and it it has the words Brineswell payment on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she <laughs> she pulls out a pouch. And of coins and hands it to and says, please go away. <laughs> Much obliged to Mayhem. And I do a small bow. <laughs> and I uh, kind of toss my bag of bag of goodies at Leland and I catch it and I go, time to go drinking. <laughs> uh, there are 25 gold pieces in the pouch. <laughs> Wonderful. Dear Jesus. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I expected nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so 
Terrajux, when you no. say you're going to one of the seedier parts of town, yes, you have two options. Okay. You have the you have Beggar's Alley or the Verdant District, as the nobility call it, right? Uh, which is kind of opposite the Grand Bazaar from the Hall of Mysteries. Okay. In the southeast corner of the city. Or you can go to Providence, which is kind of like lower middle class, upper lower class. And that occupies like most of the western edge of town. I would get a sense like my clothes, my clothes are probably a little too nice for the Verdant District right now. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Providence then. Uh, okay. And I'll, I'll tune down my crazed zealot who is seen beyond the eye a little bit. So I'm, you know, I fit in. Okay. So you, you cross, I don't know, were you, did you go with them to the temple district or did you, are you leaving directly? I, I kind of popped in to see what was going on. I just saw Desmond throwing a tantrum. I was like, you know what? They got this handled. I'm going to go scoop up some juicy gossip. Okay. Uh, you cross back through the Hall of Mysteries campus and through... Uh, lower Caraway, which is kind of the upper middle class area, uh, into Providence, and it's it's about what you would expect from such a place. You've got like small houses that have occasionally boarded up windows. Some people are walking alone. Most people are walking in pairs. That kind of thing. The alleys are shady, but not full of shadows. Okay, I'm, and I'm mostly just wandering a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm trying to exude the sort of vibe where I'm not dangerous, but interacting with me is just going to be like a zero sum, just a waste of time. <laughs> okay. Give me a performance. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a total of 20. Okay. So you wander through the city for however long you want to, and you pick up a lot of tidbits about what kind of like the citizens of Lower Caraway are doing and how the how the merchant guilds are manipulating the market this month. Yeah. Um, the Emperor's birthday is coming up and oh. there will be a feast at the palace. Grand Bazaar has gotten lower in quality again. It's not like the good old days where you could buy <laughs> 15 swords for a gold piece. Right. Uh, you don't really catch anything of any any real import. Okay, so, but there's no, like, there hasn't been any wars that started while we were no. asleep. Relations with Aldrox are strained, but they're always strained. Yeah. No, uh, so no mysterious disappearances or, like, people start to talk about a person and then, like, someone hushes them as a child gets too close or, like... No more than usual. Okay. No more than you would expect in a city of this size. Yeah, that's fair. Leyland, are you are you going to do anything of interest? Or are you going to go drinking with Desmond? I'm more so just keeping an eye on him. Okay, as it were. Um, Chad, I saw the gold that they collected, uh, and uh, I want to try my luck at uh, running some some messages. I think that uh, I could get co- quite a few done in this hour's time. Yeah, probably. So uh, I make my way back towards the message board and see if there are. Um, any postings for for uh, runners? There is a posting. There are several. The most reputable one is from a uh, an organization called the Silver Blades in Idona's Redoubt, which is adjacent to the Temple District. Okay. Uh, well, I immediately just take off in that direction. Okay. Uh, you land. Uh, the Silver Blades building is one of the larger 
in in the district. They are uh, kind of the mercenary guild of choice in the city, and uh, so they have a, a big old a big old building, several stories tall, that has uh, the symbol of a, a silver sword point down, kind of etched into the doorway. Uh, and when you go in, there's uh, it, the entryway kind of reminds you of the DMV a little bit. <laughs> There's a okay. lot of people behind uh, a counter and a long line of people who look disgruntled or, you know, they're not very happy to be there. Right. Uh, there's a small sign that says, for those seeking employment through this door. I'll waltz right up to it. I have no, uh, I have no interest in lines. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, there is a, an elderly human woman standing behind a desk or sitting behind a desk, um, just slowly picking up one piece of paper, stamping it, moving it to a separate pile, picking up one piece of paper, stamping it, moving it to another pile. I, I put I put a hand up to my beak and <clears throat> clear my throat. Um <laughs> 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 uh, what can I do for you? Just looking to uh, run some messages is all. Very well. The Silver Blades does not hold responsibility or liability for any injuries you may accrue on these delivery runs. Okay. Fine here. Your payment will be five silver pieces per message. Okay. I'll sign away. She picks up the piece of paper, stamps it, moves it into another pile. And then she reaches under the desk and pulls out uh, like a courier bag <clears throat> that has parchment in it and... She says, the addresses for the deliveries are on the envelopes. Bring okay. it back when you're done. And uh, grab this the satchel, the the mm-hmm. courier's bag, and uh, waltz on back out and look through the, the pouch for uh, for the first scroll. Just just at random. Okay. Uh, and from here, give mm-hmm. me give me a a wisdom check. Oh, okay. Or I, if you have survival, survival would be fine. But wisdom, otherwise, uh, I do have survival, but I'm not proficient. If you're not proficient in it, then you don't. Have I survival. don't have it. Okay. Uh, twenty-two. Okay. Uh, so you'll you'll be able to find your way around the city. You have an aerial view and a map. And a map. Yep. Um. So then, give me three either athletics or acrobatics checks. Shit. Okay. <laughs> we'll go acrobatics because I have a negative in strength. Okay. So the the thing here is either brute force speed flying or like flying low to the ground, dodging people and going between buildings. Okay. Kind of thing. Uh well, first one's an eleven. Okay. Second one is a seventeen. Third is a thirteen. Okay. You managed to deliver fifteen messages in oh. the hour oh, that wow. you that you have, because I mean, you can just fly to wherever it is you're going. Right. Seventy-five, um, seventy-five silver pieces. Yep. Nice. So that's seven and a half gold. Yes. Right. Pocket the silver. Pe- uh, does she have change? Can I get gold? Can I get that in gold pieces? Uh, I don't want seventy-five silver pieces. All those dimes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we can open a line of credit with the guild if you want. So no, is that I can't get gold pieces instead of silver. Oh no! She'll give you seven seven gold pieces and and then the five silver. Okay. But I I thought you were asking her like to not give you the silver pieces all. Oh like, no! I just want yeah. gold instead. I, yeah. yeah. I don't want a bunch of dimes. All right, and I'll uh, 
I guess we didn't really plan on where we we were going to reconvene, so I, I'll just fly back to the temple. Okay, uh, Desmond and Leyland, where have you gone? Since I know I you're went not there to the, to the, I just kind of walked straight out of the temple and was looking for the next bar. Okay, your bars are going to be back in the Grand Bazaar. Okay, I go to the one that looks like the most average one, one that I can drink at for really cheap, but not get sick. Okay. Uh, find yourself in a thoroughly average bar called the Tinker's Thumbtack. Yep. And I, I get like the most, <laughs> the most average ale they have, whatever house <laughs> ale they have. So that, cause I am, I am drinking for volume, not for, not for like taste or anything like that. Uh, all right. So for the like forty-five minutes that you're there, you run up uh, a five silver piece tab. Got it. And of course, I'm like talking to Leyland the whole time, whether he wants me to or not, about how awful like an experience I've had dealing with deity, <laughs> like why I'm having all this trouble. And I'm like, don't even know if he's listening. And like, you'll see me pause and go, I'm not drunk enough for this. I'm too sober. And I'll just like down a couple of extra like mugs and ask for another and then i'll just keep on going do you, do you think this sort of drinking is the best idea considering we're about to go back and meet with the professor about it's is totally fine like like i told you she she doesn't let me get into more trouble than i'm allowed you you saw the paper right like i go into places like that all the time and what do I do? I come out with money. Like I can't lose, and then I just take another swig of <laughs> swig of you could, you could see it as the deities really kind of doing you favors there, just in a <laughs> peculiar way. No, no, <laughs> you you don't know the half of it, son. And I I t- down the rest of my mug. Is like really? I I don't know you well enough. And I am definitely not drunk enough for that for that origin story. If, if Desmond, I'm only like half listening while I'm also listening. If there's any uh, any uh, whispering, any chattering about, you're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, that that sounds great. I'm sorry, sorry, your life sucks so much. And is is there any intrigue being discussed in the bar? People are staying well away from Desmond. Of course. So any any eavesdropping that you want to do, you'd have to like. like Abandon him and sidle yeah. over to another group. Des- Desmond's pride is low key, very hurt right now, having to go to her help. Like it is not something he does all the time. And the fact, the fact that he has to go to her for help at all, really just shows that she's right and he's wrong, and he really does need her help. And like he kind of fits in the whole greater, like higher purpose thing that he's been fighting so much against this entire time since he's been under like her charge. Mm-hmm. So it just—it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy, and that's why he's having to go drink. Well, a nice puddle has formed under Desmond at this point, so I—I I motion that I'm going to go get a mop. So before we're uh, <laughs> kicked out of this bar, he—he he becomes ever moister. Yes, and as I do, I'm—I walk by closely to uh, various other tables to try to listen in on anything of importance. Here, you, you're basically dealing with all of the merchants who can just barely afford license to sell in the Grand Bazaar, so they're complaining about price hikes and tariffs and that sort of thing. Fair enough. <sighs> okay. And so, drag Desmond out of his chair and be like, come on, we need to meet back up with companions. 
Do <laughs> they have like a straw for a pitcher for the road? No, they won't let you do that. <laughs> That's fine. I drink what I can handle it and go with Layla. Okay. So you two are heading back to the office? Uh, yes. As far as I know. Okay. Uh, Ched and Farak, you are at the temple. Yep. You get paid your gold piece. Excellent. Um, and then, all right, well, um, it's been an hour, so I guess we should go back. I saw Desmond, and I'm pretty sure he's probably drunk by now, but I'm, <laughs> I'm sure Layla will keep him in line. So He'll, he'll find his way, right? Yeah, he's, he's got, Layla's well, got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah, Layla will find his way, and then Desmond will follow, so that'll be fine. All right, let's make our way back. And Terajux? Vimish Rinwind is waiting at the Hall of Mysteries. Okay. Are you sure and, you don't want to go with Rincewind? No. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> Copyright, <laughs> Daniel. Copyright. <laughs> that's, okay. that's asinine. You can't rinse wind. Wind is not a physical thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe in a metaphorical sense. It would be like rinse plate, like some object that needs to be washed. <laughs> Hello, friends. This is Editor Joe again. Uh, we unfortunately lost like a six-minute chunk of audio here. While it was mostly things that occurred over a break, we did lose a fair bit of actual party action. To briefly summarize, the party ended up going back to Gregor the Lesser to see if he had managed to come up with a possible plan of action to open the puzzle box. He introduced them to his colleague in linguistics, Millicent St. Clair, and together they uh, decided that they would be able to work on kind of brute forcing a solution to the puzzle box using the spell that they had mentioned previously. Sorry about the intrusion again. I'm really hoping that recording sessions will even out a little bit as we get further along. But I think that this will be an excellent project for one of my students. I've already started them on recoding the spell to work with draconic rather than dwarven runes. Uh, we will need the box for study of course, and of to course. eventually run the spell on it. How long do you think it will take? Well, given our previous desire to, to do something like this, we have a few versions of the spell that we can try running immediately, but I don't expect them to work very well, uh, seeing as we've had nothing to optimize with. So, my best guess would be it'll probably take five days uh, five ways, five days to a week, in order for uh, the spell to to properly work. However, we could get lucky and it could pop open on the first try. Yeah, ah, wouldn't that be Certainly. something? Wouldn't that be great? Well, uh, yeah. Each casting of the spell takes uh, roughly an hour or so. It's really it's really the refining and optimization that will take the majority of the time. Of course. Well, I I have every confidence that you will be able to crack this mystery in no time. And I feel confident leaving this box in your possession. And look forward to your results. Should we just, uh, should we just come back in five days? Or would you like us to leave you with some contact information? Gregor the Lesser uh, interjects here and says, Well, as long as I have a name and a face, I, I can get messages to you. Well, Magic. I am Father Tranquil. Okay. <laughs> I was and, just about uh, to ask yeah, that. Actually. Not, 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 not our buddy here. Yeah. 
And oh, please, I'm, I'm the carrier of the cube. We all know that. And uh, Professor, I think it would be a good idea for us to meet sometime in the intervening intervening days so that we can discuss authorship and who's going to end up writing the manuscript for this. If we keep it just between the three of us, uh, we shouldn't have too much trouble, of course. Uh, the graduate student will need credit as well. Uh, the spell technician, probably second to last author. I, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. Desmond accepts nothing less than fifth. <laughs> uh, so this is addressed to me yes oh uh i'm i i am puffed up a little bit um <laughs> i i make it obvious that i was not expecting to be addressed as professor <laughs> uh, yeah. oh um well i i uh well i'm not certain i can my schedule is in a <laughs> things are a little hectic at the moment, but I would, I would certainly love to uh, discuss this further. Though, though I must say, my my chief concern is, of course, uh, unraveling this mystery. My uh, my own contributions to uh, the field of tempestology is a uh, more pressing in my concerns. <laughs> yes, but you know what they say in academia: publish or perish. Of course, yes, yes. Well, none of us want to perish. Certainly not. Uh, but yeah, I, I explained to them that um, I don't quite know if I'm going to be in town or not, but uh, I would certainly love to discuss that whenever they are, whenever our schedules happen to align. I'm trying so, really hard not to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if that's if that's all, uh, be happy to take this off your hands and we will send you a message as soon as we have results. Certainly. Thank you. It's been uh, for a your pleasure assistance. to make your acquaintance. And I think away we go. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what's what's our plan for the for the week ahead then? Uh, we need a job. We do. Yep. So we need something besides more. Besides you know. Desmond going and stirring up trouble in <laughs> Yeah, we, we can't rely on that forever. I won't go no. back there. You, I won't go back there. You would also know. That I mean, they wouldn't have gold. For... They wouldn't have any more money for you for like another couple weeks, at least. At least, uh, I pipe up and say, "I I made three quarters of what each of us made for killing those gnolls in, in the span of an hour or less, just delivering letters." Wow! I think you've earned your bunny rabbit ears. If, oh. if you guys want to try something like that, if not, we can look for something a bit more involved. I I really want to kill stuff. Okay. <laughs> I you know uh, Desmond is crass and moist, but I'll be honest here. Like my skill set, I have two very distinct skill sets. One of them is pretending to be other people, and the other one is stopping people's hearts with electricity. So I I could play to that strength. All right. Um, well, it's uh, I I I know the idea uh, of. Of contacting a mercenary guild doesn't really sit well with you. So then, like, what other kind of work then would you suggest if you're looking for something violent, uh, something uh, electrifying, you know, something that you can uh, just go out and kill stuff for? Joe, um, do the does the city watch ever like subcontract adventurers in like raids they do on criminal enterprises or? 
they have very strict contracts with the mercenary guild. Okay, yeah, I figured it was all kind of knotted up and... Ugh. Uh-huh. Politics. So, I am not 100% opposed to the mercenary guild thing. I think our other option, which maybe doesn't look quite as enticing, would be to uh, like dip out of Jux itself and go to a nearby town, which is probably only like a day away or a couple. And they might have a more local problem that hasn't already been swept up by the guilds. And we might be able to get something a little more lucrative than whatever really bottom-rung stuff the Mercenary Guild is willing to give their newest members. They might, but this is something almost guaranteed if it were to stay here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. If we're, if we're leaving Jux, just be frank with you, if we're leaving Jux before we figure out what's in this box, then I'm probably just going home. Fair I, enough. I got a lot of stuff to do, and I, I want to make sure you're all good on your way. But uh, being in the city of Jux seems safer than a nearby town where our uh, bald-headed that friend is true. Yes, could mm-hmm. have more of a uh, presence. Her and yeah, her. Saskia could definitely abduct us from city streets in a smaller town much easier. Yeah, think That's about all how loud more. we could scream for all the guards she's already killed. Yeah, or bribed. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, it looks like. Everything is sort of run through the mercenary guilds, and there's not a lot of not a lot of stuff going on outside of that. I tried to pick up some rumors, see if we could like um, help a young orphan girl with a, a disappeared friend or uh, track a mysterious beast through the sewers, but none of that panned out. So <laughs> we did all you that know, in an hour. I, you know, I I listened for a lot of rumors. I didn't find a lot. That's on me. I think if I had some worse clothes, I might have been able to pick up something a little more actionable. So, noted for next time. So it sounds like finding a mercenary guild that will take on some new members is probably our best bet here. Yes. So, what uh, what yeah, guilds what are guilds there? Do we have to choose from? Uh, I actually part of my um, part of my messenger gig earlier was with a I think a mercenary guild. A group of cell swords. They call themselves the Silver Silver, Silver Blades. Blades. Uh, okay. I can show you guys their uh, where they're located. Would I have heard any rumors about the Silver Blades while I was incognito? All of you, well, no, uh, but all of you would recognize the name. They're yeah. they're active uh, across basically the entire continent, and they're easily the most reputable. Okay, so this is like a big oh. mainstream. Yeah, yes, they're the Fighters Guild, a mecha guild. Right. It- Question. Isn't it possible that I belonged to some sort of mercenary guild if I, you know, my main job was escorting caravans and the like of that? That's entirely up to you. I, you don't have a settled backstory yet, so you can, you can spin that if you want to. Okay. Also, you need to decide before you show up there, though. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Do we think it would be worthwhile to look into maybe like a much smaller guild like i i feel like if we find a guild that is kind of low on members and struggling yeah let's get a really small guild let's just like literally make our own the smallest (laughs) you know we'll call it the alchemist club (laughs) (laughs) i'm just thinking that we could probably sort of skip up the ranks a little bit in terms of the contracts they're willing to trust us with if they're desperate 
won't be paid as much though. What do you really want to take higher level jobs than we're capable of doing? We're capable of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we're so capable my, of a whole lot of, <laughs> a lot of that's positive in my eyes, but when we have capacity for greatness. Yeah. When I hear like okay, the you know, we get in bottom floor at the the Silver Blades, we're gonna get guard duty. Like we're gonna be standing watch or like escorting a carriage down the street. Not like super glamorous or exciting things. More so, the smaller guild is going to give us more opportunity to kill things. Is that what you're going with? What I'm suggesting, yeah, is like if <laughs> if the Silver Blades gets a contract for hunting some kind of beast or for uh, uh, raiding a den of thieves, they're going to give it to the people who are already established heroes and have been with the guild for a number of years, and we're going to get guard duty. Whereas with like a smaller guild that maybe is understaffed or uh, some of its current members are injured, and they get a contract like this, rather than pass it up, they'll give it to the young upstarts. I think there, guard duty is like a level zero character. Like we we're definitely above like average Joe guards. Right, but but the silver blades well, don't know that. I mean, we can have an entrance exam, is, like a written test there, or some shit. I don't know. I, is is there any chance that uh, news of our exploits with the Knoll raid? I doubt it. <laughs> okay. I doubt uh, it. You guys, you guys left town the day after, so any any like messengers that would have been dispatched would be behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I recognize value in both options. I just wanted to sort of note my thoughts on the matter before we locked into a guild for sure. Sure. Well. What uh, other options are there? Yeah, like how many how many guilds are there, roughly? Yeah, I want to know exactly how many guilds and all of their names. Exactly, yeah. You were the worst. <laughs> <laughs> there are five guilds that are headquartered in Idona's Redoubt. You have the Silver Blades. Okay. Uh, you have uh, Heralds of the Dawn. Somebody better be writing this down. I am, yeah. These are guild uh, names? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Heralds of the Dawn, is that like a religious... That sounds religious to me. It does sound religious. They have been known to work in close affiliation uh, with the Temple of Sinti. What is Sinti's relation to Desmond's god? Uh, there aren't really any bad relations between... Yeah, five. I'm just thinking like if, if Desmond is a they wouldn't verifiable... But would that give us a foot in the door, is what I mean? Hmm, possibly. Okay. I don't know if Desmond would approve of that. I'm, I'm That's fair. No, yeah, I have some notoriety. It doesn't mean it's good notoriety. Oh, yeah, no, good point. Um, and I would pretty heavily object, you know, okay. taking that route. Good to know. So Heralds of the Dawn, maybe low priority. Uh, you have the the White Roses, which is all one word. Oh, Okay. You have uh, just the Sentinels. I'm really, I'm really stretching here. <laughs> uh, Crash and the boys, and <laughs> the Shimmer Guard. Okay, is that girl a boy too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we've got the Silver Blades. They're like the big Walmart of guilds. No, <laughs> no, no. They're like if Walmart was 
was a good corporation. <laughs> so the target. Shots no. fired. Okay, yeah, they're the <laughs> no, but they're the traitor go- Joes of yeah, the- they're like oh, okay. the traitor, traitor, Joes. traitor Joes of mercenary guilds. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but Heralds with the financial the backing of Walmart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heralds of the Dawn. Perhaps they're the, uh, the whole like thing with the backing of Amazon. <laughs> oh, oh. well, yeah. okay, even better. So. Heralds of the Dawn is uh, known to be affiliated with the church, a church. Yep. So that's a no. With the other three, are there any like standout qualities that we should know about? Like uh, the White Roses to me sounds like sort of an upper crust. Shimmer Guard sounds really cool. The Sentinels so, sound like a cult. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, the, white, the White Roses are. They that are, actually is the cult that kidnapped us. <laughs> you did it! Congratulations! We show up and they're like, hey, you're back! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we have job experience. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I saying? I didn't consent to any of that experience. Oh, the White Roses are, are very much like a, a gentleman's playground, kind of. Oh, yeah, okay. Like... Nobles will send their sons there, and they'll they'll like learn how to fence, and yeah. they okay. they stage duels and that sort of thing. Okay, like a job listing there for somebody or people like you would probably be like water boys, right? Yeah, literally in Desmond's case. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the Shimmer Guard sounds like. Well, we don't know what they are yet. Yeah, the Sentinels are kind of like the Count Silver Blades. Okay. Uh, they have been. There are rumors that they also deal in shadier things, like they're in contact with the the criminal underground. Mm. This is the Shimmer Guard. No, no that's the Sentinels. The Sentinels. Oh, uh, yeah, and happen. the Shimmer Guard is it's a relatively new group. Uh, I like the nobody, sound of that. Yeah, they haven't been around very long. They've they've been struggling a little bit. I like the sound of that. Um, <laughs> are they but, a ragtag group? They they stay in business thanks to uh, an anonymous benefactor who who funds them. Mm-hmm. All right, so that could either be really good or really bad. I think it's some. <laughs> I think it's something we want to find out, though. Yeah, because like if we could get friends with a rich benefactor and they are not affiliated with the cult, that would be they, swell. There's Long never not a bald haired elf. Yeah, because I think our other option, I. I could roll with the Sentinels. I think um, being able to leverage a little bit uh, seedier contacts would be an interesting benefit. But it sounds like the Shimmer Guard or this sort of ideal up-and-coming, struggling, would appreciate a band of adventurers willing to go to bat for them. I think we should start with Shimmer Guard and then work our, work way, our up. way up. And Silver Blades is our fallback. And... Don't even bother with White Roses or Herald. Or Sentinels. I think I Sentinels think, was the fallback. I think, oh, you um, said Silver Blades. I, I know, but... I think it... Shimmer Guard, Sentinels, then Silver Blades, personally. Yeah. Uh, do we really want to get mixed up with the uh, with, with, uh, Criminal Network? Look, after the first time, it's really easy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Nothing. Yeah. All right, Shimmer Guard. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling some pressure I, I on my would, character alignment right now. <laughs> I would prefer um, Sentinels, but I'm also okay with Shimmer Guard. 
So let's go talk to the offices of the Shimmer Guard. Uh, All right. Let's go. All right. You tramp back across the city, cross through the Temple District and into Idona's Redoubt. You reach the kind of central square where the, the mercenary guilds have their headquarters. The Shimmer Guard is operating out of like a small two-story wooden house. Okay. That doesn't really like it's kind of off to the side and not part of the the main area mm-hmm. with the other four are. Their their symbol is uh painted onto a sign above the door. It's a shield with kind of like iridescent scales or a scale pattern on it. Huh. Like um What's that kid's book about the fish? Rainbow the fish. Rainbow fish. The rainbow fish. Yeah, it, oh. it looks like the rainbow fish, but a shield. Okay. I like that. We'll probably stop there. That's fair. So are they like yeah. scales on the shield? Yeah. That, yeah, that is cool. Uh, so Fabulous. This- <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I'm, I like this guild. We're going to look so cool. <laughs> Right. Shit. Yeah. Yep. This has been another episode of the Alchemist Guild. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you would like to get in touch, comments, questions, concerns, just want to chat, uh, you can reach us at thealchemistguild88 at gmail.com. Wait. Joining me at the table are. Uh, I'm Daniel, and I play the Cocky Eric Cochran. Christopher, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Farak. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. I'm Waffle, and I play Vimish Rinwind. Sure you do. <laughs> Thank you. Wink. <laughs> Hello again, friends. This is Editor Joe, back to correct a minor issue that DM Joe made uh, in the outro there. I said that we were the Alchemist Guild and that you could reach us at the Alchemist Guild at Gmail, etc., etc. We are, in fact, the Alchemist Club, as I hope you know by now, uh, here eight episodes in. Um, just in case you don't, we are the Alchemist Club, and if you wish to reach us, you can do so at the Alchemist's Club 88 at gmail.com. Thanks.